Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. We are live from the E&B Granite Studio at the Centene Community Ice Center, and I'm very happy to go out to the Brownie and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by Andy Van Slyke, 13-year MLB career in baseball. He played for St. Louis and, of course, Pittsburgh as well, and we are happy to talk with him prior to this Cardinals versus Pirates series. Andy, we always appreciate the time, man. How are you doing today? Well, my standard answer is I'm doing better than I deserve, so it's good talking with you. <laughs> it's good talking with you as well. Andy, I, I was looking back, and I was thinking about, as I was watching the Cardinals game last night, Willie McGee and you playing with him back in the day. What are your favorite yep. memories of playing with Willie McGee? Oh, just um, I, I, I think what you, what you see in Willie McGee is what you don't see uh, basically anywhere at the big league level anymore, a humbleness in the, in the process of success. And I think it's, it's very charming. And I think it's something that I think real baseball fans miss that, that here's a guy that was um, almost embarrassed that he was beating the other team out of respect. And uh, he had respect for his teammates and he had respect for his opponents. And yet um, he tried to uh, take all that success and try to deflect it to his teammates and to the game itself. And now he's on the Cardinals coaching staff, and I love that he's able to work with some of these young guys, and so many of them have given him so much credit for what they're mm-hmm. able to do defensively in the outfield. What was it like for you? What did you learn from Willie, and, and what is he able to now pass on to some of these young guys that are in the Cardinals outfield that they're using this year? Well, I, you know, I think um, – you know, as I coached at the big league level and, and, and coached at the uh, outfielders, that um, first of all, you have to assess what kind of talent they have um, and what kind of instincts do they have. And, uh, you know, William McGee's baseball intelligence obviously is very high. And so I think the application of, of learning somebody's talent and learning how to play the game at that level um, is the reason why he's there. And, you know, defensively, if if you got skill and you're willing to work at it, um, there's no reason why he can't get better. And I, you know, that's the thing about William McGee. He, he played hard, he worked hard, and uh, he had fun doing it. And I think, you know, as a coach, if you did that as a player, uh, and the players will figure that out that you did that, um, you've got no reason to get better and work at your craft. 
Speaking of talent, Andy, a lot of people in St. Louis are talking about one of these Cardinals outfielders, and it's Dylan Carlson. I'm curious your thoughts on this young kid, what you've seen from him and what he brings to the field and to the uh, into the team every day. Well, you know, he brings a presence, obviously. Um, you know, the, the, the fact that he made that, that nice throw, you know, his footwork was a little messed up at the time. Um, he's just going to get better. I mean, He's got enough arm strength, he's got enough speed, and he's got enough power, uh, He, you know, and he switch hits that there's absolutely no reason why, you know, he's going to go through cycles where he doesn't hit, you know. But I haven't seen any lapses defensively, and that's that's really credit to, to Willie McGee and to his, uh, his ability that, uh, you know, if things don't go right offensively, he doesn't have a collapse defensively. So uh, that is something that I think um, – that you got to respect and that, you know, really learning to play on both sides of the field at a young age takes a little bit of time. It seems like he's doing a really good job at it. And Andy, what really impressed me from his start defensively is that, I mean, all basically spring training, he was expecting to play right field. That's where they thought that he was going to play the majority of the time this year with Bader and center. Mm -hmm. And then Bader gets hurt and he's able to slide over and did pretty well, all things considered, in center field. How difficult, I know you had to do that at times as well, how difficult is that transition going from right field when you're expecting to be there to suddenly now you're the everyday starter in center? Well, it depends if you're a center fielder or not. And, you know, I, I still think the jury's out on that. Look, here's the thing about about the three diff, the uh, three defensive plays positions, I should say, in the outfield. Uh, a center fielder, a really good center fielder, can play right or left. But not every right fielder and left fielder can play center field. And so, the fact that he's in center field, like, you know, the Cardinals. Really, he, I mean, they're probably that's the only option they have is either that or O'Neill. But um, that the level of of his comfort will continue to grow. And, and who knows, he may end up there, you know, for a decade playing center field. And I don't know, but um, he's good enough in center field. He's really good in right field. And he certainly could play left field if he had to. So I think that's really important to remember that not every right field and left field can play center, but he certainly can. Andy, I, I now, think is, the, is it gold glove level? Probably not yet, but uh, there's, there's a chance. Andy, I think the biggest uh, gripe from a lot of Cardinals fans over Harrison Bader, who has been activated and expected to be in the lineup later today, is that the offense doesn't match the defense. The defense is superb. The offense just kind of hasn't been there. In today's game, can you utilize a player who is superb defensively but just not right offensively as an everyday player? Well, it depends. If Greg Greg Luzinski was on the team playing left field, sure. You stick him out there in the eighth and ninth inning. Or, or Lonnie Smith for that. Whatever my, my point being is that at some point for him to stay in the big leagues, he's going to, he's going to have to do better. I mean, sure. He can run and you know he can go catch the ball. Um, and he's, you know, he's a good thrower. I wouldn't say he's a great thrower, but you know, as far as go getting the ball, he's good at it, but that's not good enough. And so um, I understand, you know, the fans frustration. And at some point, the Cardinals' patience is going to run out, and he's not going to be at the biggest level until he hits. I mean, it's just that's just a fact. You know, I'm not trying to be mean to the guy, or and I don't think fans are being mean, but um, you know, he's got to utilize the talent that he has, and he hasn't done that. He doesn't get on base enough, he doesn't walk enough, and he, and he strikes out too much. So if that changes, you got yourself a pretty darn good center fielder.
Andy Vance like joining us here on 101 ESPN. Three-time All-Star, five-time Gold Glover, two-time Silver Slugger, played for both the Pirates and the Cardinals who meet this weekend. And Andy, on, on Harrison Bader as a little bit of a follow-up to that, I think the frustration for so many fans is that it's the same issue over and over. It's that sure. down in a way that continuously ends up getting him out. As a Whether it be the hitting coach or, or just a coach on the staff, is there anything you can do to help him with that, or is that just I something would. that Bader eventually has to overcome himself? Well, he's going to have to convince himself he's not a home run hitter, number one. It, it, you, know, it, I don't, you know, in today's game, um, for some reason, everybody wants to hit the ball over the fence. Well, you know, not everybody's built to hit the ball over the fence. Now, I don't know if he's trying to do that, to be honest with you, but it certainly looks like he is. I mean, there's no reason why somebody should strike out as much as he does. He ought to choke up, which he doesn't do. He ought to try to hit the ball on the ground, which he doesn't do enough of. And if if you change your mind first, here's the thing. Your body's always going to follow your mind. If you change your mind about how you approach big league pitching, you should see results. So um, is he there? I don't know. And I have never personally talked to him, but it certainly looks like he hasn't made a change in the way he approaches a big league baseball pitcher. Andy, another player I wanted to ask you about is Tommy Edmond. We've seen this guy as an everyday second baseman, but he's also gotten outfield positions. And you played with a man uh, well-known here in St. Louis called the secret weapon in Jose mm-hmm. Akendo. But Tommy Edmond seems like another one of these guys to where he could play shortstop, third base, second base, the outfield if you need him to, but that bat follows his defensive play. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's <clears throat> – he is um, – here's the thing. I, I think on a really good team, you know, he, he's as important as, you know, your, your five, you know, your five, six, seven hitter because you, you, know, you, you, can, you can play him if someone's hurt. He can play there. He can play second. You know, he can play third. He can play the outfield. And, you know, that's, that's really a priceless talent to have on, on your roster. You know, and he can – and not only that, you don't have to make a – you know, these double switches and all that. He can go from third to second to to left field all in one game, and you don't have to use players. So he's absolutely a viable tool. The other thing that I love about him, Andy, is so he's played so far this year 25 games. He played in every game this year. He's reached base in one way or another in 24 of those 25 games. So I know there there are some guys that will look at this and they see the OPS at 710. They're like, that's below average. But man, when I'm watching these games and he's getting on base (laughs) consistently and then he's stealing when he gets there, he's putting pressure on the defense. Like I, I love watching Tommy Edmund play right now. Yeah, well, that everybody's, you know, the, the here's the biggest issue I think uh, that really bothers me. And I don't want to sound like an old timer, but obviously I am. Is people work, look at numbers first, and 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 they're looking at the wrong numbers. This guy's a, a little bit of a pain in the neck when when he's in the lineup. You know, I mean, Harrison Bader could learn something from this guy. Get on base. Your talent is your legs. Figure out a way to get on base. 24 out of 25 games. There was if he plays the next 25 games. And that's my point. You, you have to understand the talent you have, and Tommy Evans certainly understands his talent. And he never looks like he's trying to hit the ball over the fence. He puts the ball in play. He makes the pitcher work. You know, six, seven pitches in that bat. It's a wonderful thing to watch. The other thing, and I'm curious your perspective on this, because 
as we see more and more teams going more and more towards the power, right? And you like, for example, the Reds, they've got Mike Moustakis, who last year decided to play second base and they, they just wanted mm-hmm. his bat in the lineup. They didn't care about the defense. And so for me, it almost feels like there's even more value in those guys that are putting the ball in play consistently because now I'm putting pressure on the opposing defense. And if my guy that's putting yep. the ball in play has speed, well, all the more power because now the guy's going to make an errant throw and maybe he ends up on second with just an infield, what should have been an infield single. Sure. You know, I mean, the fact is, you probably got the same range as, as he does at second base. <laughs> I mean, that's just where we are. I mean, the, the evolution of the game doesn't mean it's better. It just means that's where we are, and you're right. You know, Major League Baseball has gone to a statistical drunkenness and, and, and forgot about the game is not, it's not just about hitting the ball over the fence. So, you know, a guy like, like again, Tommy Evans is, is, is all, you know, he looks like he could have played on the St. Louis Cardinals in the eighties. That's the kind of player he is. And every team needs it. And I think actually you need a little bit more of it because guys like that, even though you don't fear them hitting the ball over the fence, you don't like facing them because he can make you throw pitches that you don't want to throw. Andy, final one from me, and I'm uh, I'm curious your thoughts on this because I really feel like what's missing are guys that just um, will steal bases at any time. And you've talked about the speed mm-hmm. from a Tommy Edmond and a Harrison Bader and what they can do on the base paths. Uh, do you feel like that's lacking from the game today of just players and teams that are willing to just steal at any time? Uh, yeah. I mean, here's the thing. You know, when I was getting drafted back in uh, 1979, you know, the, the most important thing back then was, could you run? Could you, what kind of leg speed did you have? What kind of uh, um, arm, what kind of arm did you have? So the emphasis and the ability to go from first to home is not there anymore. They want you to go from home to home now. And that's, again, that's where we are. And I missed that part of the game. You know, I mean, there was the old joke back when the Cardinals were winning all the pennants back in the eighties was, I went to Bush Stadium and a track meet broke out. <laughs> I mean, and to me, you know, seeing four guys strike out in a row and then someone hitting a home run and now you're down seven to one is, is not as exciting as it's three to two. And we haven't hit a ball out of the infield yet. We got first and second because of, because of the speed that's on our team. To me, that's more exciting. Final question for Andy Van Slyke joining us here on 101 ESPN. Andy, we were able to talk to Nick Leva the other, I think a week ago now, and he told some great stories about those 80s teams and what it was like to coach under Whitey Herzog. Do you have a, whether it be a favorite memory, a favorite story of your time here in St. Louis in those uh, on those teams in the 80s? Um, yeah, I mean, here, here's the thing. Um I can. We had, you know, those those teams were were built again on speed. It was always exciting to know when, like Willie McGee or Vince Coleman or Ozzie Smith or Lonnie Smith, um, when they hit a ball in the outfield. It was it was a crescendo when he got the first, and it got louder and louder. He got the second, and it got loud, and the. Everybody in the stands knew when 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 Willie McGee or Ozzy or they were leaning. Man, this is going to be a triple, and everybody would stand up in the anticipation of the play at third base. To me, that is really cool. I mean, that the triple and the double, you know, is is to me something that is a lot more exciting. Not, I mean, 
it's not obviously as important, maybe not as exciting. I guess it depends on home run. But the crescendo of watching guys run, knowing that you're four or five seconds away from a play at third base is something I think is really, really missing in the game. I still I, I look back on the that Vince Coleman season in eighty five where he had a hundred and ten stolen bases, which is Insane. just like so foreign to the game today. What was yep. it like to watch him on an everyday basis, just knowing, like waiting for the moment when he was gonna steal? Well, you just knew it. I mean you could tell. I mean he was and the, the funny thing is that here's the thing I think a lot of maybe young fans don't understand. The distraction that speed puts on the pitcher is something you cannot put into a computer and it cannot spit some kind of statistic out. The reason why the Cardinals were so good in 82, really probably the best team in 85 and a really good team in 87, was they put so much pressure on the pitcher that it distracted him from doing his number one job, and that is trying to get the guy out at home that he's pitching to. But – Vince Coleman and Willie and I I mean the distraction level again you can't equate that and it really helped the guy at home plate I used to love being at home plate when Vince Coleman or Ozzie or Willie might have been on base because it made hitting that much more easier because the pitcher was more apt to make a mistake Andy I could talk with you all day man thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today we sincerely appreciate it all the best my man all right, thank you. Nice Thanks, talk. Andy. Absolutely.